0: Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Scott Trailer. He's Kirk Elliott. We are the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise flipping the switches here for us at Racing Boys HQ. Drake back at Sports Radio 810 taking care of business for us back there. We appreciate Drake a lot. Been a great friend of the Racing Boys for a long, long time. Drake, how you doing today, bud? I am all right. I'm all right. I am, uh, you know, it's been needed a little quiet weekend after
2: the, you know, the Super Bowl and Valentine's and the parade, and right. just kind of taking it easy. Had did they work you pretty hard down at the parade? You know, there was a, there was a, a lot of setup and there was a lot of teardown, but the you know the parade itself was uh, was just fun. Fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start off by talking about um, the Kansas City Chiefs winning. That football game last week, the Super Bowl, and um, can, can we say Super Bowl? Sure, right? sure. We we can, we can say that, right? All right, absolutely. I, We're a sports I,
2: I, radio station talking about, about
1: a news newsworthy, newsworthy event. event. Perfect. All right, all right, all right. These
0: championships are a whole lot of fun, aren't they? What did you think about that game, Kirk Kelly? I thought it was a terrific game. Yeah. If you if you weren't a fan of either team, you had to enjoy that game. I mean, right down to the wire, game yeah. winning field goal as time runs out. I mean, uh, if, you're, if you're just a football fan, you had to be entertained by it. If you're an Eagles fan, maybe not so much. you got some things to complain about. But, hey, it's uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, holding that trophy right now. Well, uh, listen, there was holding on that play, on that last play. Yeah.
1: All you got to do is go find the pitcher. Yep. And, and there's plenty of pictures out there showing uh, the hold on that final play. They just... They just dug themselves in a hole. And the great thing about it is, is that, you know, everybody talked about their defense and how they were going to just beat up on our offense. Yes. And and that just didn't happen. Uh, I, I think that the Eagles' defense was way overrated.
0: Well, I don't think they had faced an offense quite as good as the Kansas City Chiefs this year. right? So, there you go. It was a great game and uh, three championships now in Kansas City. How about How that? About that? Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of baseball titles to celebrate, too, in my time here in Kansas City. So, uh, hey, it's, you know, there's a lot of other cities around the country that don't have it as good as we do. You know,
3: right. Phil- Philadelphia. Sporting
0: won a championship, too, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, we between our soccer and everything, we've, we're, we're a championship town. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, they've lost three Back-to-back-to-back championships. They lost the World Series. They lost the Super Bowl. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And they lost the MLS Cup in the in the finals, too. So they've lost three back-to-back-to-back championships uh, this year. So it's been a tough year well, to be a Philly what? fan.
0: They'll be just fine because we were on the other end of Philadelphia exactly. back in 1980, and I never will forget this. I'm a diehard Royals fan. And how disappointed I was to lose to the Philadelphia Phillies in 1980. So I grew up. We know up, what that's like on the other side. I though. grew
3: up hating Tug McGraw just for that reason. I, I hated that guy, and he was the pitcher for the Phillies who made us look bad, you know. And Mike Schmidt, I just, those guys, I they hated those guys. But, yes, the Super Bowl, yes. Yeah. Pete, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was, he was a little bit. He was on the later ends, but yes, that.
0: He was easy to root against, too, right? Yeah, he yeah. was easily. Has one of those faces that's easy, it's to, easy to, root to root against. Yeah, no doubt. The there way he one guy that
1: ball down on the ground right. back in those days. Yeah.
0: Remember that? There is one guy on the Phillies at that time that I used to be a fan of. He passed away this week. Tim McCarver. Tim
3: McCarver just passed yeah. away. Yeah. No so
0: I was big. When I was a Cardinal fan, he was, uh, he was big on that team. So he was the one guy I did like on that. You team. know who else passed away this week? When I was a
1: kid, yeah, Raquel Welch. Oh man, she was the sexiest woman alive when I was a kid.
3: You know, it was Farrah Fawcett was in my age, and 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 Raquel was your age. I mean, that's right. just how that's. I mean, that's that's how you know what age group you're in. You know, what poster you had right. on the wall, right. Right. and that, and you know, Raquel Welch, and she, she was a a figure in. You know, she was on Seinfeld. Um, in the nineties, she had a role on Seinfeld and, and she, she guest starred in a lot of stuff, you know, even up until to keep that SAG car going, you know, and that insurance and, you know, right. she, she was a fixture all the way up until she passed away. So yeah, she, she was, uh, did
2: you guys see that Raquel Welch had ca- caused a little bit of a hubbub at the, uh, at the chief's parade because, you know, one of her best known roles in that yes. roller derby movie was Kansas city bomber. So, right. as the parade was going on, people are kind of googling stuff that she was in, and one of the things that started trending online was Kansas oh. City Bomber, and all those people were downtown, and a bunch, uh, lo- oh, several people no. were concerned because they were looking online and saw what trending and thought, oh no, so, a Bomber, yeah, mm.
0: yes, was, could... that, was that before we found out that she passed away? What, what year was, was right then?
2: Yeah, right, right as then. it happened. What
0: year was that movie? Drake? Oh, you know?
2: you know, I want to say. 68, but it was uh, late 60s, early 70s somewhere.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And she played a great part in that movie, too, as well. So uh, was she uh, one of the sexiest women alive when you were a kid, Drake? Do you remember you
2: know, I, she was one of those names I always heard. I was born in '72. I, I remember people talking about her and and uh, and Brooke Shields, and uh, right. I, there were a lot of people in my little town that were enamored with Crystal Gale. Uh, but Crystal yeah, Ra- Ra- Gale. Ra- Ra- Raquel Welch was th- was definitely one of those names that that uh, that I heard as a
3: kid. I 19- saw
0: a Crystal Gale out here at a Casino a couple of months ago.
3: Oh, did you really?
0: Yeah,
3: nineteen 19- still still 70- has
0: the long hair. she's still got the long hair
3: 1972
1: 1972 wow how about that all right kirk um let's get into it Uh, today on the show uh lee spencer's going to join us here in just a little bit we're going to talk about that truck race that ran last night
0: what'd you think about that race well the rain made it not so enjoyable because of the you know, the rain delays and they had to shorten right. the race because they couldn't get the the last twenty some laps did, in.
1: Did they drag it on too long? <laughs> did All you right. think that they drug that thing out a little bit too long? Maybe. Because it
0: rained
1: and then they they put the trucks back out there and it started raining again. I think they just drug it out a little bit too long last night. To be night.
0: honest, I don't have a problem with them doing whatever they can to get all of the laps in, and they tried their best to do that. They thought that the weather forecast showed just intermittent rain showers. It was going to blow in and blow out, but it persisted. It never I happens think they, in Florida. I'm, I'm not going to criticize NASCAR for waiting out as long as they did to try to get the whole race in. They got to the point at the time that it was, that it, they, they were just not going to be able to make it happen. So when they come to that realization, that was it. But, now I, I don't have any issue with what NASCAR did last no, night.
1: No, here's the thing. It, you know, they got New Smyrna in last night, didn't they? No, they didn't. They, they didn't they get got,
0: in? They got everything but the tour-modified race in. They were supposed to run the Richie Evans Memorial Race last night. Right. Didn't, didn't the, happen. Uh, they ran the 100-lap. Uh, pro late model race, they got that in, and then in Victory Lane, when they were interviewing the drivers, it started to rain, they waited that out for quite a while until they just couldn't make it happen, so yesterday, not a good day, Mother Nature intervening. Bubba Uh, got rained out, Volusia got rained out. East Bay looked like it was going to get rained out. They had a couple of rain delays there. They had a 30-minute delay, another 90-minute delay. They finally got the A-main in East Bay last night. So Aaron
1: Reitzel won last night. He right? did. Yeah.
0: So I saw two races last night, a 100-lap paved late model race at New Smyrna and the feature at East Bay. That was it. And uh, whatever we got in at the truck race at Daytona. So That
1: was a pretty good race at East Bay last night. Uh, Aaron Reitzel beat Danny Martin. Danny Martin was leading that race towards the end. And on the last lap, Aaron Reitzel got around him and picked up the victory.
0: Yeah, lap traffic really yeah. hurt Danny Martin there on that last lap. He got hooked up behind a lap car. Reitzel just went around the outside. That was after Danny Martin had got up into the wall. He scraped the wall. He
1: banged the wall lost with two the laps lead to there, go. Lost
0: right. the lead there to Aaron Reitzel, but then he gathered himself out and And got the passed. lead back. Got the lead back right. over Aaron Reitzel, but then coming off the final turn, I thought that one lap car really hurt Danny Martin there coming off the fourth corner.
1: Yeah, and and that final lap uh, Danny Martin got stuck behind that lapper down on the bottom and there was nothing yeah. he could do and Reitzel just ripped the top and ended up picking up the win last night. Uh Aaron Reitzel. Dare I say he he's kind of like uh he's kind of like Kyle Busch, isn't he? A little bit.
0: Yeah, Aaron Reitzel. He said, uh, "Victory Circle. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't please a lot of people out here, but that's just the way it is. I race hard, and that's just the way it is. I, I that's don't know. I
3: like Aaron Reitzel. Why is that? I like Aaron Reitzel, but I, I, have, I,
0: I like him a lot.
1: But too. I have
3: a problem with Kyle Busch for some reason. I, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Isn't that weird. But I, I like Aaron Reitzel. I always have. Uh, I don't know
0: what it is. He's <laughs> not <It's laughs> afraid to feed a wheel.
1: Yeah. You know? There was a lot of good racers down there last night. Um, you know, we mentioned Danny Martin. Mark Smith was there. Zeb Weiss was there. Sam Haferteeth. Ryan Timms, he was also there. Parker Price Miller was racing last night as well. Wayne Johnson was there. Terry McCarl was
0: running down there as well last night. So they had a lot of good name drivers. Now they locked in the top six Last night's feature event for tonight's Hey main mm-hmm. and those guys are Aaron Reitzel, Danny Martin, Mark Smith, Seb Wise, Sam Haperteeth Jr., and Ryan Thames, who started 14th and ended up 6th in the final transfer. So those guys don't have to run any preliminary races tonight.
1: Yeah. And we want to remind everybody that the Daytona 500
0: will be on Sports Radio 810 this Sunday, right? Pre-race coverage at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Motor Racing Network. Uh, mm-hmm. They get great coverage of the Daytona 500. A lot of times with racing, you you can pick up more coverage on listening to it on the radio than you can watching on TV. Yeah. So uh, if you're out and about, they're a little tomorrow, more detailed. Sure they're a little
1: more detailed yeah. on the radio.
0: I find myself knowing more what's going on listening to it on the radio than I do watching on TV. A lot of yeah.
1: times, yeah. Who's your favorite turn announcer?
0: Uh, Moody? Dave Moody. Turn one, Mike Bagley will be in the turns. Right. Uh, those two guys do a great job.
1: Our favorite pit reporter is definitely Steve Post, Steve Post. Post. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. He'll be there. Mm-hmm. He'll be
0: on the coverage tomorrow. Yeah. Dave Striegel and Alex Hayden will be up in the booth. Right. Yeah. Hey, so what
1: did you think about Clint Boyer and – Tony Stewart being up in the booth on TV.
0: I don't have any issue with that. Tony was pretty good.
1: I think Tony is better than Clint Boyer.
3: He is. He he brings a different
1: perspective.
3: Yeah. To yeah. me, what kind of goes to um, Darrell Waltrip role, kind of falls into I mean, I'm not saying that's what they're what, but Clint Boyer is more of the yuck it Yuck it up kind of guy. Guy, right. And whereas Tony Stewart, it Is seems a like the more guy serious. more buttoned up, coming in, and let's right. talk. And he's an owner. I mean, it's a, it's a little different when you own cars and own tracks and own things. So you're going to carry yourself maybe a little differently than, you know. I like guy.
0: what NBC does. So they put a crew chief in there, Steve LaTarte. Yes. And a couple of drivers. I like the crew chief's perspective. I'd like to hear maybe a little more of Larry McReynolds. Commentary yeah. during yeah. the race is Larry not even his side of it?
3: He doesn't even go to a lot of the races anymore, right? A lot of times no, he's in the no. studio at back. Well,
1: but let me tell you something about Larry. He's got to let that hair go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. What? Why do you? Why are you doing the cue ball cover up?
3: He co- he rolls it over.
1: Oh my gosh, it's horrible looking. Just let it go, bud.
3: But yeah, just hit-
1: get the get the razor out and just rip it off.
3: But I'm like, Kirk, I would like to have one more perspective of somebody that works on those cars that knows, you I, know, that part of it.
0: I, I like Steve Latart as oh, well as anybody. Fabulous. Yeah. Really he, you great. know, the great thing about Steve Letarte is he can also do the play-by-play. He can right. do all the roles on a broadcast. He can be the analyst. He can do the play-by-play, which he has done in the past. Right. He could even go down on pit road and do interviews. Right, that's—I mean—that's how he's so good. Uh, I, I just think that uh, out
1: of out of all the people that are on TV, Kirk, who's your
0: favorite person? Steve Letarte, probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. Me I think too.
0: I think he's he's the best mm-hmm. because he he gives you all different angles of what's going on.
1: Right. And he's been around those cars right a little bit, and 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 the thing about Steve Letard is is that he's such a mechanically minded person. He can get in there and tell you everything about all those cars and how they're built. And and I'm, I, did they do anything with these cars
0: safety wise yet? Were were they? I haven't really heard him talk about it. Now they said they were going to change the rear clip on these cars. I assume that they've done a lot of those changes, that they couldn't make those changes while the season was going on last year. Right. Uh, But they said that that, that a lot of the changes as far as the rear clip is concerned, and that's where a lot of these guys were having the problems with a concussion.
4: Too rigid.
0: It was too rigid. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a lot of talk about that, but I'm assuming since they announced that these changes would be made prior to the 2023 season, that they've already instituted those changes in these race cars.
3: Now we had, Lee said she was putting in a call to Kurt. Remember, she said she was waiting to hear back from Kurt to ask if he had any insight about what was, you know, if they had advanced this thing at all. You know, that was what we talked about with her week last week. She said she was.
1: Well, they have to do something because. Listen, they injured too many drivers last year. You, you look at Kirk Bush, Yeah, that, Alex
0: Bowman, wasn't it Alex Bowman? Yeah, yeah. I never will forget uh, Kansas Speedway. Last yeah. fall, the famous uh, gaggle press conference that Kevin Harvick had out there, <laughs> and he really laid it on the he line about the rigidity of these race cars. And there was one time when he got hit in the rear at Sonoma, I believe it was, and it locked the Hans device. And it wasn't really that hard of a hit. And he got bumped he from behind, mm. and so that that indicated the seriousness of the issue that they were dealing with. But it's not a quick fix, right? And uh, and they had that big meeting down at Charlotte right after that, the drivers' meeting, right? And they were sure that all of these changes were going to be made. They did test runs, and they were going to institute these changes prior to the start of this season. Maybe that's why we haven't heard a lot of talk about it, is that these changes have been made, and it's hard to say if it's going to fix everything until they get these cars on the racetrack and we see some... Yeah. In, Until we impact. see somebody impact the wall. Yeah, Do you think we,
3: maybe that's why there was no practicing right. as well, A lot of low practice? You know,
0: I, I didn't like that. <laughs> there was no practice prior to qualifying on Wednesday night. The first time we saw cars on the racetrack it's was when they the qualified. night before the duels when they qualified the cars. The first time we saw cars together on the racetrack was in an actual race setting in the duel races on Thursday night. Right. And... The one contact to the wall that I remember on Thursday night was Kyle Busch when he got turned around by His Daniel was- Suarez into the wall. And uh, I I didn't hear anybody ask him any questions as how hard was that hit. ARCA races
1: today, too, right, Kurt? Yeah.
0: That race starts at 1230 Central Time this mm-hmm. afternoon. And the Xfinity race will get the green flag about 4 o'clock. Travis Pastrana last
1: night ended up running 13th.
0: I'm rooting for the kid, man. And he's qualified for the Daytona 500. He, he right. said he's he, been, made he made it in. He made it in on down.
3: time. So, yeah.
0: and so did Connor Daly, who never That's even right. took a qualifying lap on Wednesday night. He got in because Chandler Smith had a problem out on the track. Did race you see track? his
3: car hopping up and down when he tried to get out there on the track? Daly, he got out on the track and his something was and his car hopped up and down as he hit the back stretch and he had to come back off again, adjust something, and like Kirk said, it ended up didn't even matter because how everything Whatever they sh- had shut Whatever they, they got
1: it fixed. You know, the my least favorite thing to watch is qualifying.
3: It's tough to watch. It uh, used to be kind of cool watch it. in the old days. I just can't watch it. And it, to some reason, it's not as good TV. It's not good. So
1: they only run 79 laps last night. That was in it. Truck Zane
0: Smith wins his second straight Daytona truck race. I mean, He's the laps defending were they champion short, of the Kirk? race. Were they 20 short? I think they had 20-some laps left to go.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Tanner Gray ended up running second. Um, you know, I thought that Tanner Gray was going to win that race there for a minute. Didn't you? He was leading He it. looked like it. Yeah.
0: Former pro-stock champion in the NHRA, Tanner Gray.
1: Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Lee Spitzer is going to join us. We're going to have her on the show. We'll talk a little bit about that truck race and what's going on in Cup, in the cup world um, right here on Track Talk. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Sports Radio 18 WHB in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Scott. He's Kirk. We're the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise helping us here. Drake back at Sports Radio 810 taking care of all the business back there. Joining us now on the show, uh, a great friend of the Racing Boys, Lee Spencer joins us now. Lee, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How are you guys?
1: We're doing pretty good. Um, what would you think of that truck race last night?
4: It went long. It precluded me from getting to NASCAR's 75th anniversary party, so I wasn't too happy about that. But um, I think the rightful driver won.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Zane Smith picks up the victory, beats Tanner Gray at the line. I, there was a minute there I thought Tanner Gray might win that race. What about you?
4: I think he thought so as well. He was none too happy that they called the race, but it just kept raining. And, I mean, from where we were sitting – You could just see it coming down the front stretch, so I think they made the right call.
0: Yeah, You know, I thought the side-by-side action was really pretty good for the racing we saw. Just the rain kind of spoiled what I thought was going to be probably a pretty exciting ending.
4: Well, I mean, I I think... Oh. That's the track, but now, you know, with it getting cut short, um, (laughs) I might change my mind, but um, I think...
0: Uh oh. I think we're losing Lee there a little bit. Yep. So we'll maybe try to make a connection with her, come back or maybe she get herself in a better spot. Get, her, so,
1: get herself in a better spot. Hopefully. She getting all geared yep. up
0: for the cup uh practice, final happy hour practice session starts at nine thirty our time this morning. So right. uh, keep an eye on that. I don't know how many of those guys are gonna be out on the racetrack uh practicing. You think very many will come out and shake down their cars there in that last practice?
1: Um uh, I'm not sure how many will go out there, to be honest with you. So, um, why don't we? Uh, wh- why don't you give Lee a call back there, Todd, real quick, and see if we
0: can get a better connection with her. That infield is packed. You know, for a lot of years leading up to, I think last year they had a pretty good crowd. They had a sold out crowd a year ago. They got another sold out crowd yep. today at Daytona, but that infield. Uh, was not so packed for a lot of years leading up to your last couple of years. And uh, there's going to be a big crowd down there this weekend, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish I was still down there, to be honest with you.
0: You were there, what, a, week, a little over a week ago?
1: A week ago I was down there. Drove straight through.
0: You wanted to get back for the Super Bowl.
1: I did. I wanted to be back home for the Super Bowl, and I wanted to be home for the parade.
0: Well, you could have drove back down there for the 500 if you would wanted to. You could pretty much anything you want.
1: You know, Kirk, did I tell you that I drove straight from Daytona straight to Kansas City nonstop? I left at 6 in the morning, Kansas City time, and I drove until 1 a.m., and I made it back in one day.
0: I couldn't have done that.
1: You couldn't have done it? All right. Hopefully we got Lee back. Hey, Lee, how you doing?
4: i'm doing great how are
1: you i'm doing all right all right all right so uh yeah tanner gray wasn't he wasn't too thrilled last night about uh, them calling that race at the end
4: well i think he thought he had a you know had a really good shot of winning which is why he you know he appeared a little bit upset with the results but um you know he showed that he had speed and i think that that's an indication that um he'll be competitive this year and you know, that's something to watch among these young guys who can handle their equipment, who shows up at the end, who's competitive to make something happen. And I think, you know, he checked all those boxes.
1: Most people that go to Daytona think that the truck race is maybe the best race of the weekend. Do you agree with that? Well,
4: I mean, I said that, you know, I said that exactly. I, I really believe that it sets a precedence for what we're going to see the rest of the weekend. And. Um, you know, just like last night, I mean, I thought they were fairly in control. You had a couple of mix-ups, but nothing that was so substantial that it eliminated the entire field, right? I mean, right. Um, you expect to take out um, some trucks, but um, I think, you know, long-term that um, what we saw last night actually, you know, it, it functioned and it worked. And so I don't think that there was a lot to complain about with last night's action. Yeah. Zane Smith gets
0: to celebrate a little bit more. He climbs in a cup car for the Daytona 500. What a weekend for him. Not only does he celebrate that win last night, but he qualifies for the Daytona 500.
1: And he's starting 17th. So
4: where do you make his debut at, at Gateway? I think he showed so much promise. And I will tell you something else. He was so grateful for the opportunity. You don't see a lot of gratitude going on in the garage with these drivers. And so to see someone like him emerge uh, coming up the truck ranks, what he's able to, you know, what he his potential is. I mean, Zane is another one of the the drivers that, you know, he, he absolutely checks all the boxes. Um, he's got the looks. He's got the talent. He's very well spoken. I mean, he's a sponsorship dream. And so... Um, I think when you look at it
1: from his perspective, that, um, Right. Um, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson on the front row. Any surprises there?
4: No, not really. I mean, what, Alex has been on the front row for the last six races. So, the last six they So, I don't think that that's surprising whatsoever, um, you know, I, I think that he's just getting started with what he's capable of accomplishing. Um, he just signed a contract. You know, the Hendrick engines are, are going to be stout. And so I think, um, you know, all together it was a situation where you knew he would, you know, you knew that he's the type of guy. I mean, he even called a shot, really, um, before the race even started. He, he said, you know, I expect on Wednesday, he said, I expect there to be tomorrow as well. And he was. So, um <laughs> I don't think that a Chevy's going to win. I could be wrong on that, but um,
0: uh, I, I think we lost Lee again. Did we?
1: We've lost her again. All right. I was
0: going to ask her about uh, Kyle Busch, who got turned into the wall by Daniel Suarez. Busch thought he had a winning piece. He said, "I got a Daytona 500 winning car here." They had to go to a backup car. And the question I'll have, and I don't know whether Lee can answer that or not, does he have as good a piece in this backup car as he had in that dual With his race primary on Thursday car. night? Yeah, Lee, I guess we'll find out.
1: All right. Well, I, listen, uh, I I'm to the point where I think Joey Logano is going to win this. That would be his second. Can you hear me. Yeah, yeah, I can hear now, you now. Now we can hear you, Lee. Yeah, we can hear you now.
4: Sorry,
1: that's okay.
3: The,
4: um, we're—I mean, you know, we're just dead.
1: yeah, she's in just in a bad spot right now. Um, uh, so d- do you think Joey Logano is the the odds-on favorite to win the Daytona 500, Lee?
4: Um, I think Joey Logano has as much confidence this weekend as he brought to Phoenix. Um, he just he doesn't have a you know a care. He's going out there for one thing and that's to pick up trophies and um, his confidence is huge. I mean I would like to see you know in my perfect world I think you know Blaney is a,
0: And Blaney has come so question. close to winning on two or three different occasions right in the
4: the one car that really looked good in the in the duels was Christopher bow. And, you know, I think if he, I wouldn't quite call it a set one, I wouldn't be
1: surprised. Right. Christopher Bell nearly won that uh, that duel race. Almost pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Eric was well, the other guy. All by himself.
1: Say that again,
4: Lee. I said he could move his car around all by himself. He didn't need help from others to get where he wanted to go. And, and I thought that that was really telling with the kind of equipment that they had you didn't see it in qualifying there wasn't even a, a toyota in the top 10 but when it came on you know when it came time to really push the envelope um you know bell made himself known at the end of the second duel
1: yeah no doubt Yes,
4: he did eric
0: Almarola too has come close to winning the daytona 500 he's got a pretty good shot at this too does he not
4: he he does, and he won the – he won um, – you know, that was the second duel he won. He won a Daytona race in um, the summer. And so I think that he's absolutely somebody to keep an eye on because, you know, this is where I go back to, um, you know, Doug Yates' power, right? Whenever Doug Yates prepares an, an engine, you have to consider it a contender. Um, I would not be surprised if any Ford. Uh, you know, from Joey Logano at the top of the heat to, to Cody Ware, um, you know, were they were able to, to, if they can keep their car there at the end. I, I heard an interesting thing on Sirius the other day by Jeff Burton, um, and he basically said if you are, if you want to win the Daytona 500, you have to be in the top 10 going into that final uh, segment, right? And so I think if, You know, anybody can remain up there, keep their nose clean going into the final stage that they'll have a shot at winning. But you can't overlook Denny Hamlin. I mean, he's really, really good. He was happy with his car at the end of practice yesterday. I'll be really surprised how many people come out for practice. Um, You know, another story, Jimmy Johnson at the top of the leaderboard. And I posted a story last night on, um, on, on racing boys just regarding how much, you know, jimmy thinks the dynamic of these races you know the cadence how things unfold during these races has changed since he left and came back brad keselowski had great quotes in the story you know i asked him about it he said you know at this point he thinks you have to have to knock somebody out of the way to win. And certainly, you know, his he watched his hopes go up in smoke two years ago when Michael McDowell did that to him. So um, I think that this is going to be an overly aggressive Daytona 500 because there's such a large prize on the line.
1: Do you think Brad Keselowski is going to have a better year this year than he had last year? I, I, I've got a feeling that they've got their stuff together a little bit right now, and he's going to have a, an exceptional year this year. What do you think?
4: I hope so. I mean, I hated to see him struggle as much as he did last year. And it didn't, you know, his season didn't get off to a great start because at the, um, you know, in the Daytona 500, NASCAR was gunning for people messing around with the car. And what they did with the wheels was in the rule book, but, you know, it wasn't in the in the rule book, but it it, it was, but it wasn't, right? So mm-hmm. it was like they found a gray area. NASCAR didn't like it, and they made an example out of him, and that set the season on a bad, bad tone for them. Um, I'm really hoping, because I know how passionate he is to get Roush Fenway Racing back to its original glory. Um, You know, I I think with all the passion he has and the wherewithal, he'll make it happen. But it's not going to be an overnight process. We have seen this. If there's been one organization that's been on, you know, on a NASCAR roller coaster, it would be Roush Fenway Racing. I mean, it's, you know, from the time Mark Martin was there until now, they have been up and down and up and down. I mean, where you've seen, you know, more of a plateau at RCR, and I, I think that you could do a case study on those two organizations. They're very similar, you know, had the majority of their, their success in the 1990s and early 2000s. But, um, you know, they there's got to be some, you know, secret sauce to turning those organizations around. Childress went out and got Kyle Busch. That's a good first step. Um unfortunately, Roush Fenway doesn't have anyone like that in their arsenal. I mean, Chris Busher is good, but you have to race against the guys in the top ten, you know, on a regular basis to be one of those guys who races in the top ten.
1: Right. Who, who do you think has the bigger advantage, Chevrolet, Ford, or Toyota?
4: In this race or overall?
1: Um, in, in this race. I think maybe Ford might um, I, have the advantage. I think the
4: Ford engines, yeah. I think the Ford engines are, are, you know, superior with their, their Super Speedway packages. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kyle
0: Busch, uh, he thought he had a winning car until he got turned up into the wall by Daniel Suarez. They went to a backup car. He's got to start at the back. It seems like he feels this backup piece may be as good as the primary car, but he's got to come from the back.
4: Well, I talked to somebody at RCR yesterday, and they told me that uh, they put the they put Kyle Busch's seat in the backup car. Um, they had, you know, Austin is really loves racing here. Kyle, not so much. He wants to win here, but um, you know, he's good. But he, he's just been, um, you know, things have happened out of his control. So they put Kyle Busch's. They set the backup car up for Kyle Busch. So they weren't starting at a huge deficit. At same kind of deficit where you can't put. Laps on a car, you know, until practice. And so I think I'll, I expect to see them out there again. Um, you know, they were out there with the, the track house cars yesterday. So that was interesting to watch. I, I think, you know, they're running together. The Hendrick cars are running together. So that gives you, uh, you know, eight bullets in the Chevy chamber and, you know, the other guys, you know, they'll be there for support, but, um, you know, it, it's, uh, um, I, you know, I wouldn't count Kyle out. Kyle has to, you know, among all the all the drivers in the garage, I think he's the hungriest. Do you feel that Jimmy Johnson
1: starting thirty ninth? You think he's a little embarrassed by that?
4: No, I, you know, I think he's thrilled to be in there, and he showed he had speed yesterday when, you know, when he finally got out there and raced, he was at the top of the speed chart. So I think that that's really good for him. Yep. I'm going to have to bounce, guys, because I've got to get to uh, the track because I'm co-hosting Sirius today at eleven. So, all right. I appreciate you all having me on.
1: All right, we'll see you later, Lee. I'll let you go. Thanks, Bye. Lee. Thank you. All right, we're going to take another break you're listening to track talk it's all brought to you by rod In supply featuring the power Eye midwest lightning sprints we'll be back with more right here on sports radio 810 whb in a moment welcome back to sports radio 810 whb it's track talk with the racing boys i'm scott he's kirk It's all brought to you by Rod In
0: Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Sound like Lee was very busy down there at Daytona. Sorry about the uh, bad connection, the cell phone service where she was at. Not the greatest in the world, but appreciate her coming on.
1: Not the best in the world. Um, Kirk, did you watch that uh, race the other night that Brady Bacon won at Bubba Raceway
0: Park? I did. That was a hell of a race, which made it even... The the,
1: the problem with that race is, is that... Brady Bacon nearly spins out yeah. in turn four.
0: Kept it going.
1: And he, when he nearly spins out, two cars run into him and keep him rolling. And he gets to keep his position. He was running fourth at that time, I believe. And, and he, he hit, calls the spin, by the way. And I he mean, calls the spin. Yeah. Now, Here's the question. Should have... Brady Bacon should have went to the back of the pack for causing that yellow.
0: Well, I'm a believer that whatever the reason the yellow comes out, that Whoever, should who, be who goes to the back. And there's no doubt in my mind Brady caused that yellow. He did. Because he got sideways and collected a couple of cars, even though those cars got into him, weren't able to go, and he was. He was still the guy that caused the yellow. Yeah, I and I love Brady Bacon. Oh I'm a no big doubt! Fan of Brady.
1: I'm a huge fan of Brady. But
0: yeah, I think he should go to the back. If you cause the yellow, you should go to the back of the pack for right. the restart.
1: I I would agree with that because to be honest with you, he he got some damage from that, and 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 it busted one of his headers as well. And he said that that might have helped him, yeah, power wise. It, it might have helped him get the power down a little bit better.
0: Yeah, he's, he admitted that, in right. victory circle that, that yeah. made his car run better. But uh, it was sure exciting to watch him be able to rally back from that and uh, take the lead the way he did and uh, made it even more of a bummer. Last night got rained out after watching that Then we didn't get to see any races last night because of the rain.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so Brady Bacon beat Emerson Axum and C.J. Leary. C.J. Larry looked like he was going to be a player during that race at one point, didn't
0: he? Yeah, he did. But, yeah. you know, it was more about Emerson Axum really had a good chance to win that, and he was kicking himself there at the end of that race that he thought he had a better position to try to get himself up front, but just wasn't able to make it happen. So the most disappointed of the night has to be Emerson Axum.
1: I'm not going to agree with you on that. I'm going to say the most disappointing performance of the night would have been Robert Ballou who started 22nd, and he ended up running 10th. Started
0: too far back. Too far back. You can't expect to start that far back in these feature events and win, Right. which puts the emphasis on qualifying and getting yourself through the heat races, and that goes for not just the USAC non-wing sprint cars, but every kind of dirt track racing, if you start At the back of the pack in these 25 or 30 lap A mains, you're in deep trouble.
1: No doubt. But he did come from 22nd to 10th.
0: That's a pretty good run. That's a pretty good rally back Mm -hmm. if you're starting that far back. So he might have had the fastest car on the track. I don't know. But uh, when you start 22nd, you put yourself behind the eight ball.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So um, there's a ton of great drivers down there this weekend, too. Um, we mentioned Brady Bacon, Emerson Axum, C.J. Leary, Justin Grant, Kyle Cummins, Thomas Mesereau, uh Logan Seavey, Robert Ballou, Mitchell Moles, uh, Jake Swanson, Kevis Thomas, Jr. He was down there as well. Chase Stockton had a fast race car. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that's a pretty heavy-duty non-wing sprint car series the USAC National Sprint Cars and this was their first points paying race on Thursday night because those two races they ran at Belusha on Monday and Tuesday did not pay points and let me ask you this the Kirk. winner the winners of those races were Jake Swanson and Dason Persley, who won the uh, Monday and Tuesday races at Belusha
1: yeah Brandon Overton picked up that uh, dirt. Dirt car
0: late model race win at uh, at Volusia, too, as well, right? He won uh, one of the three uh, dirt car races on Wednesday. They had three features on Wednesday night. After Hudson-O'Neill won on Monday and Tim McCready on Tuesday, they had three 20-lap A-Mains on Wednesday night. Brandon Overton won one of those along with McCready and Chris Madden. And then the World of Law Late Models came in on Thursday night, Bobby Pierce. Now, you talk about the race of the week. It had to be that race on Thursday night uh, with Bobby Pierce picking up the win. So, uh, who do you think
1: is the odds-on favorite to win the championship over there on the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Kirk? Who do you think is? You think uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to pick up the championship
0: this year? Well, he's, uh, he's leading the Lucas Oil Late Model Series, so... Uh, I think that's uh, where his commitment lies. But uh, Dennis Herb, Jr. is the defending champion of the World of Outlaw Late Model Series, and obviously he's going to try to make a run for it again this year. Uh, But uh, if you take a look at... uh, Dennis
1: Herb, Jr. is currently 10th in points.
0: Right, but if you take a look at the guys that are committed to run, you'd have to say Bobby Pierce is the odds-on favorite. He is committed to run the entire World of Outlaws Late Model Series this year. I'd have to put my bet on Bobby Pierce.
1: Um, I, We're going to have an interview that we're going to play in hour number two. And, again, you can watch it exclusively on our Facebook page, YouTube, and Twitter as well. And uh, I'm kind of like uh, Ben Shelton. I think that Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be the guy to beat this year.
0: On the Lucas Oil late model side.
1: Right, yeah.
0: How can you go against Tim McCready? You know, even though he is just... He's fourth in points right now. He's fourth in points, but he's been so consistent over the last couple of years. Until he's not the champion anymore, I'm placing my bet on T-Mac, t McCready.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be the guy to beat. And,
0: and I, I
1: don't want to count out Hudson O'Neill. I think Hudson O'Neal is going to be a player as well. But Brandon Overton and Tim McCready who are currently third and fourth in points, are going to be a player as well. Don't yeah. you think?
0: Now, on the World of Outlaw late model side, you got Chris Madden, Kyle Bronson, Brian Shirley, your top three. Uh, Bobby Pierce, as we said, is ninth in points. They're still a long way to go. They had two races at Belusia earlier. So they've only had three races so far on the World of Outlaw late model side. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Hey, before we go, all-star sprints earlier in the week. Tyler Courtney, sunshine, sweeping right. the week. At uh, East Bay earlier in the week. All right. What do you S- think about Sunshine and the way he looked? Looked like he's in line to win another championship. Oh,
1: uh, he, 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 he is very tough to beat, right? In the All Stars, for sure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. We appreciate it. Uh, our number two again, exclusively on our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And RacingBoys.com, you can watch the show. We interact with a lot of our guests that are watching the show as well. We hope that you'll join us. You got anything else you want to get in there, Kurt? Uh, my pick to win the Daytona 500,
0: why not? Kyle Busch, who are you picking?
1: I'm going to pick Joy Logano. What about you, Todd? Kevin
0: Harvick. Kevin Harvey. Kevin Harvey.
1: How about that? His
0: last Daytona 500. That's a
1: pretty good pick. His last really.
0: Daytona 500.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to uh, Track Talk. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints for Kirk Elliott, for Todd Surprise, for Drake back at Sports Radio 18 WHB. I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We hope that you join us. Our number two coming up.